Hello, everyone, and welcome to UNLV's Groundbreaker podcast brought to you by the Division of Health Science College. This episode highlights our first-generation students' struggles and carving their own path to success, all in the meantime while creating a second home here at UNLV. Welcome back, everybody. Great to have you all here with us today. My name is Andrew Daraction. I'm your guys' host of the UNLV Groundbreakers podcast. Today, we'll be talking about, once again, our first-generation students. So I would like to thank having Brady and Cricket on the show with us today. Uh, just a little bit more about myself is I'm a senior year student here at UNLV studying kinesiology. I was born and raised in Nevada, so I can tell you every single street, anything you want to know, like it's the back of my hand. But just before we get started on this podcast, keep things going. I wanted Brady and Cricket to introduce themselves. So Brady, if you want to talk about yourself a little bit, let the audience get to know who you are. Hey guys, so my name is Brady Kieran. I'm a pre-nursing major in my sophomore year. Just like Andrew, I was born and raised here. I'm pretty good with like getting out and everything. I'm kind of like an introverted person. So as long as like I hang out with people in my group, I'm not that bad, but can be extroverted at times too. But like I said, I'm a pre-nursing major and hopefully gonna also have a minor in healthcare administration. Awesome. So uh, I guess I'll introduce myself next. My name is Cricket Friend. I am a senior uh, majoring in finance. So I'm in the Lee Business School. A little bit about me is I am the oldest of three. So I'm hoping that with being the first in my family to go to college and plan to graduate, I'll make an influence on them. Um, a little bit about what I do on campus. I work on campus, so I have a lot of that experience of how exactly working on campus um, is about. I'm going to classes, and I also run uh, an organization here at UNLV called First Generation Club. Our organization strives to help first-generation students kind of get the full-on college experience, uh, as well as get the resources and everything that you need. So hopefully, you know, being the first one in your family to go to college isn't as big of a stress kind of thing. And that, you know, you know, to know that you're not alone, there's a community uh, of those individuals out there. Awesome. Great to have both of you on the show once again. Thank you all for coming. Uh, and we'll kind of kick off this first question by starting off with Cricket. Uh, I just kind of wanted to ask, you know, both of you, you know, what led you to go to college being a first generation student? Um, you know, what led me to go to college was I wanted to do something that connected to what I wanted to do in life. When I first entered UNLV, I was a business pre-major, decided I was going to do marketing, found that wasn't the major for me. So I decided after a couple classes of finance, um, that's where I love to be. But because my father um, only did like one, one and a half of a semester in college, I wanted to do something, you know, past what my family has done. And get past and have like this accomplishment because I feel like being a first generation student um, is an accomplishment all on its own because you're doing something that no one else has done before you and you have basically no information or very little information. So going to college and for that was just one thing that I felt was like my identity essentially and something I could do to hopefully better my life and hopefully, you know, help out in the future with financial uh, stability as well as just overall job perspectives in the future. Awesome. Brady, you kind of follow along the same lines as that, or you got a little bit different perspective? So my perspective on it is like, so I'm the youngest of seven siblings and two of them only made it one semester throughout 
college. And so my whole reason for going is because I've seen my older six siblings, you know, like whether it be a financial crisis and whatever, you know, I just didn't want to be in the same boat as everybody else. And plus I figured since I do really good in school, you know, I try my best as hard as I can. I figure, you know, why not do it? It may be a financial burden, but it, in the end, it's going to be worth it. Plus, I don't know, I just feel like going to college is this thing for me because I, in the future, I want to do something I want to do. I want to do something I love, not just sit behind a desk all day and expect my boss to come in like every five minutes. So it's It just leads back to the fact that nobody else in my family went to college, including my siblings, and just me wanting to come up with exactly who I want to be and which led me to pre-nursing. And definitely I can relate to you 100% there with family being such a big impact, creating that stability. Uh, now, both of you mentioned, and you are a little bit both on the different end of the spectrum, Brady, you being the youngest of seven, while Cricket, you're actually the oldest of three. I want to also ask, did that relationship with your siblings kind of affect your decision to go to college? Or are you kind of seeing yourself as like an older mentor? Or maybe, you know, like you said, Brady, since you're the youngest, you want to try to push on and continue as what your other siblings had maybe struggled to do. Well, for me, I guess I could say, yeah, my relationship with them did impact me wanting to go to college just because, you know, like they're always supporting me about whether or not I go. They want me to have a better life. They want me to have stability, even though, you know, getting a college degree doesn't always mean you're going to be stable, but I would say it gives you a higher chance at it. So I would say, yeah, my relationship with them has given me the want and the need to actually go to college and want better for my life because, you know, not only do I just want to be better in my life, but my family also wants me to do okay. They don't want me to have to worry about anything like they have. Yeah, for me, it was growing up as the oldest, I was the role model of the family, making sure that I showed my siblings how to be a good child, I guess, and to be able to show them what path to go down. So for me, going to college and doing this, was kind of a symbol that if, my, if I can do it, my siblings can do it. So in hopes that if they do f- decide to follow the same um, path and go to college, not something that they uh, want to do with their careers overall, you know, they know that it's possible to do it. And it, I, I myself, am like very much a school brain. So I'm very much, you know, in school all the time. I, I kind of like that kind of stuff where my siblings may not be as much of that, but I know that they can look up to me and ask for questions. And I know that they can see if I can do it, they can do it. That's for me and my relationship with uh, my family in that is I see my parents, you know, having none of them have finished. So I wanted to be that next step in hopes that my siblings will follow that same goal. Awesome. And something you both actually mentioned that resonates a lot with myself is you mentioned that path to going to college and even after college is not always something that's really set in stone. And Something that I was taught is that everyone has their own path and it's not always like a paved road. A lot of the time you're going to be going on, like I like to say, some dirt paths with some rocks and some hills and maybe some mountains you have to climb. And that really kind of defines your journey through college. Now, being first generation college students, you definitely have a lot more obstacles in your past. And I did want to kind of weed into, you know, with that being said, what struggles have you faced being a first generation college student entering college? whether it be financial, 
maybe academically, um, even sometimes like home stresses, whether it be, you know, family wondering if you're doing the right thing. So for me, the stresses that I've had is, you know, within like my very first semester. So I started my math class like halfway between the first semester and I had to take a placement test on the first day I was in that class and I did really bad. So after I took that test, like I went into this group chat I have with my siblings and I was like, I don't even know why I'm here, you know? So like I constantly contemplated, do I actually want to do this? Is there an honest point to me doing this? Do I belong here? I feel like being the first generation student is a big burden on anyone because it feels like such a heavy weight to carry because, you know, your family is going to love you whether or not you finish, but you also want to be that one who goes over the finish line to get it done and who shows everybody in, in your family that you can do it even if you don't have people cheering you on. It's just the fact that you're trying to prove to yourself. So my biggest stress with it, it's not that I think I'll be letting my family down. It's that I don't want to let myself down. Yeah, I mean, connected with what was Brady was saying, I, I myself was the same way. Like, I felt like sometimes it was pushing so hard was a stress for myself just because, you know, I want my family to, you know, see all the accomplishments I've made. So, you know, if you maybe don't make everything or you don't pass something or you don't do well on a test or, you know, whatever it may be, having your family look back on it, uh, I definitely would say is one of the stresses I dealt with was how's my family going to see it as well as, you know, people I'm around and people I work with you know, how are they going to view, you know, how I'm dealing with it. Some other stresses for me was uh, the financial aspect for sure. You know, I came from a family that didn't have a whole lot. So uh, luckily for me, I got the first two years of my college basically paid for with scholarships and grants. And I, I'm very grateful for that because I'm now dealing with my last two years and not having those. So, you know, I see how getting the extra help is very helpful it's hard to see what the good is until you see how hard it can be without that extra help. Um, so definitely, you know, the financial aspects of college is not easy. Now, luckily enough, I'm an in-state and doing in-state tuition. So it's not as much as out-of-state and props to anyone that's doing out-of-state college and paying those tuition fees. I know uh, I have a few friends that, that I work with that, you know, pay those high, the higher fees and everything. It, it's incredible how, you know, stressful that can be for sure. And then just big stress, I feel like, is when you go in as a first generation student, you don't have any information and you don't know anything about it. You know, what your professors might be expecting or what your college is going to be like, what's your classes going to be, how the college classes in life balance. Just not knowing what you're going into is definitely just a big stress because you never know what you're going to come out with or what you're going to go into. So, you know, there's a lot of different stresses for college. But for me, those are probably the top three stresses I've had. And I can 100% relate there. Now, to kind of lead on that same path of stress that you kind of both did mention there, Brady, you are going into pre-nursing, which is a very competitive field. And then also cricket as well, you are entering into financing, which is incredibly difficult as well. Now, I do like to highlight that while both those careers are very hard and stressful to get through during college, uh, UNLV does provide a lot of services to help manage stress, whether it be academically, uh, family-wise, there's a lot of in uh, institutions you can use on campus. Now, this is UNLV's Groundbreakers podcast, and I did want to highlight, was UNLV always your first choice? I myself don't see myself as what a lot of college students would do is, you know, looking into other colleges. Uh, because I'm not originally from 
uh, Nevada, and I'm not originally from Vegas. I guess I seen UNLV as a close option and a really good option because, well, you know, there are good and bad views, I guess, on UNLV. But I, I mean, I don't see the negative views, I guess, for myself. But, uh, but you know, I I seen UNLV as a good opportunity, and I know the Lee Business School is a really great, you know, business school itself. So I didn't look at any other school. I I looked for UNLV. I applied to UNLV, and luckily got into UNLV. Uh, which I know is very odd. Most people don't just try for one school and that's it. Uh, so I'm very, you know, lucky and glad that I got, you know, the one college I applied for, I guess. You know, UNLV, I guess, just found me as like a part of home because I finally have decided that Las Vegas is home for me. You know, I've been here for, what is it, almost nine years now. Wow. Vegas has finally become home for me. So I guess just UNLV was just like, this is part of home. This is what I want to be. So for me, UNLV definitely wasn't my first choice. I wasn't looking to go out of state just because I knew how much the prices were and everything. But I want to say my first choice was definitely going to be CSN. It, only for like my prereqs and everything, just because uh, the prices on everything, they're not like substantially lower than UNLV's prices, but they make a huge difference considering the type of income you have or whatever is going on. And then also like another reason I wasn't looking to do out of state was because I don't necessarily have family any other place besides Utah and just Utah wasn't somewhere I wanted to go. So in a sense, UNLV was my first choice, but CSN was definitely in the higher rankings, I guess you could say. Awesome. And I said it's always been my home and I've grown to love it and I still love it every day and I still preach about how great it is being out here. But speaking of being out here and especially, you know, the big city that we do live in, one of the things that we have to mention is the impact that COVID-19 has made, whether it be economically or college-wise. I do want to focus a little bit more on the college side of things. Now, has COVID-19 affected your overall outlook on college, maybe in a negative way or you know, possibly even in a positive way, seeing it as just, hey, it's another hurdle I have to get through and it only makes me stronger as a person. So what have you guys kind of encountered on that aspect? For me, the whole COVID thing uh, in school in general, uh, I'm very much a like auditory learner. So give me all the lectures. That's totally fine with me. Telling me to read a textbook. It's just not my learning style. There's many textbooks I haven't even broke open the page or I'll just never buy because I just don't see me using it. Um, so when we went uh, remote last spring, it was very difficult for me to switch to that learning pattern because a lot of it, when you're remote, just some of the classes are just like, okay, well, now you have to read the book and you know deal with that because there's not many easy ways to give the lectures, especially when it was first COVID, you know, had just first hit when we, everything closed down for uh, just after spring break, you know, it was like the professors didn't know. Uh, a whole lot about like what programs are used or how best to transfer this online. Uh, I think it's definitely gotten better. You know, we are finally learning like what programs are good to use or how best do we transfer a in-person class into an online structure. So I think it's doing better. I wish it was, you know, a little more lecture lecture based for myself personally, just because that's my learning style. But yeah, definitely classes have definitely gotten better. I think they definitely can improve. But as for just overall, you know, college and COVID affecting it, I work for the university. So I kind of get that different perspective of, you know, working for the university, it was very difficult because we weren't sure when we were closing down. People talking about we might close down this week, we may close next week. So since I work at the library, I interact with so many people on campus. 
So, you know, it's one of the three main hubs of people going in and out, talking and interacting with individuals. So for us, when we heard that we were closing down, a lot of uh, the student assistants who are like uh, students that work on campus, as well as the staff, were wondering how are they going to get their next paycheck uh, or how they were going to keep up with the hours. Luckily enough for my department, they were able to find something for us to do remote and keep us paid relatively about the same. Obviously, it's a little harder to do our work since I work at circulation desk. So it's a lot of checking things in and out. So our work is really hard to transfer itself online, but we did a lot of back end stuff remote. But, you know, finally, we're back. Um, we have all the precautions to keep everyone safe. But, you know, when COVID first hit, it definitely was a big stress for a lot of the student assistants and staff itself, just trying to figure out what are we going to do? How are we going to stay busy and get the page, continue with the paycheck so we can, you know, continue to pay our bills and rent and feed ourselves and things like that, which I think, you know, overall in the economy, it's everyone, especially in Vegas, when you're, you know, hospitality uh, industry is so big here, it definitely affected Las Vegas economy for sure. So, but yeah, for college experience, you know, classes have gotten better um, remote, but I think they have some way to go. Um, and then for just working for the university, it was definitely stressful, but I think it's getting better. So hopefully, you know, things will clear up eventually. And I'm about the same as Cricket. I'm more of a visual learner myself. Like I like sitting in an auditorium, listening to the teacher talk, like textbooks and stuff. I guess I can learn something from that, but it's not the same as actually sitting there looking at a, a PowerPoint with the teacher explaining everything going on. That's more of like my style and everything. I, I don't like just sitting there staring at a screen forever because I mean, that's also like a strain on my eyes all the time. And it's just not something I want to do. I also think that teachers say they understand our circumstances. You know, they try not to give us more work, but in a sense, I feel like it's been a lot more work given to us since we switched to remote learning. You know, it's only like selective classes, other classes, you know, you can tell the teacher understands and the teacher's there for you and everything, but there's also a good portion of classes where the teachers say they understand, but they also stack multiple readings on you a week where you have to read five to 10 chapters a week. And then you got like four major assignments doing everything. So for me, that's extremely hard considering, you know, I also work part-time, but I do school full-time. So it's kind of like, I don't necessarily have time to do the things I want. So I guess you could say the coronavirus kind of like screwed that up for me just because in the sense it has added on a lot more stress and a lot more work for me to go over. And I myself, I am not always good with stress. You know, I haven't always been good with stress, but I've also learned that I'm starting to keep it in line. I'm trying to just understand how better I can deal with the stress compared to like how I was my first semester of freshman year. That was a pretty hard year, but now that with COVID and everything, I think it's just gotten a lot worse. But like I said, I've also learned to try to deal with it. But there's also teachers that are constantly there for you. And I think that's a key thing, especially because I have to take like science classes and the science classes are always like the hardest. It's not always easy to just sit at a screen and learn that way. I like to sit in an auditorium with the teacher up there explaining to me. And then I did have a question for you, Brady. When it's online, it's harder to ask questions, right? When like the professor explains it. Because for me, it's like, I want to ask a question, but it's a recorded lecture. So like email the professor is just not the same as an in-person, like ask the question right as they're teaching. Is that something you struggle with as well? Yeah, I definitely struggle with that. I don't have like any Zoom meetings or anything. Honestly, if I want to ask a question, 
I have to send them a message through Canvas. But even then, it's not guaranteed that you're going to get a response because I remember about two weeks ago, I had sent one of my teachers a message and it was about assignment that was due within like a couple of days. And she didn't send me a message back through Canvas for another 48 hours. Definitely agree with both of you there. And like I did mention before, you know, kind of going through college is in essentially a whole journey of itself. And along the way, you pick up a lot of different traits, you meet a lot of new people. And with that being said, you know, specifically relating it to being a first generation college student, are there some traits you have picked up along the way by attending college that maybe some of your other family members or simply that you think that you just never knew about being a first generation college student? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I picked up any traits from college. I mean, like the only trait I could say I learned is how better to deal with stress. Like I said before, you know, college will definitely teach you that because it's nothing but nonstop stress, I feel like. So as long as I can figure out how to deal with everything, you know, manage to get all my assignments done, manage to listen to all my lectures and the videos I have to partake in, you know, just as long as you can get that stress under control, I think everything will be a lot better. And that's like the one major trait I learned and my family still has yet to learn. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I mean, I'm the same way. I don't particularly see any traits that I learned got from college, um, but I do see like ones that college, I guess, has advanced. Definitely in time management skills, because whether we're in person or online, you have assignments that are due at particular times. and for me, if anyone was to see my Google Calendar, it's blocked out like to like the, the minute. You know, time management has definitely been a key thing for me for college. So being a part of uh, college and being first generation, knowing that you have certain times to do things. And of course, there's only 24 hours in a day. So it's hard to manage everything and doing dealing with that stress. So I'm the same way with Brady is the as long as you can handle the stress and dealing with that, I think that's basically the only real trait just knowing that you have a family that will back you up and understand like your stresses and the times that you have and the time that you value because you know there's sometimes where people will take a lot of time out of your life and not realize that your time is valuable so like I said time management is one of the traits I guess that I've enhanced in college but no particular trait that I can see I got directly from college itself that was great responses now as both you know, this podcast is named the UNLV Groundbreaker Podcast. UNLV itself is a groundbreaking institution, having a lot of major categories in the top 10% across the nation. That being said, I wanted to ask both of you, especially being first-generation college students, what have you done that maybe makes you think that, hey, I'm one of the first people to do this, or I made such a big impact on this, I essentially broke the ground. You know, I, when you ask that question, I still think back to the organization on campus I manage. I, like I said, I'm the president of a first generation club. So we have been doing so much to try to break the ground itself as to giving this positive image as first generation students. There have been many students I have talked to in my organization and members that have said that, you know, they don't want to tell other people that they're first generation students because I guess a negative connotation to it. Most people think, oh, well, if I'm first generation student, that means that there's something of negative about it. But being a first generation student is just amazing key thing that you should have as 
part of your image because you're doing something outside of your comfort zone and outside of your family. And because I've done so much for my organization, I finally have reached to the president role. And we have been doing so much for our first generation, getting as much resources as we possibly can to our students, helping out with everything they possibly can to any questions they have. You know, there's so many different things that first generation students may not think to ask because they may think it's a dumb question or a question that everyone seems to should know. But, you know, asking questions is a key thing for them. And it's, you're not going to know the information without asking about it. So it's it's amazing how far our organization has gone so far. And there is this first generation celebration uh, week coming up because we wanted to make sure UNLV was a key element in making the university this big event that first generation is important and making sure that first generation students are being seen and heard. So, you know, being able to create this amazing event that we're doing as well as just working throughout the semester with our with our organization members and giving them whether it's informational meetings like fa- filling out your FAFSA or learning about the campus, but also giving them fun events. Like just last week, we had a movie night. Um, We'll be having like game nights. And this Halloween, we're doing something for costume contest stuff. So you got to make sure that you have these amazing outlets for first generation students. And I think that's what I myself have done, try to make sure the organization runs as a whole and gives members as much information and resources as they can and give them an outlet to shine, you know, because I'm hoping that this first generation week um, continues every year for UNLV. I hope that they view this event as something major because seeing first generation students and giving them the outlet, giving, showing them that this is something to be proud of is something I have set my goal to um, as president of the first generation club. And I'm hoping that I'm breaking the ground for that and hoping that for the future, first generation students are making ground and continuing with this amazing accomplishment that they're uh, accomplishing as graduating, whether it's their being the first in their family to graduate from a four-year institution or just the first ones doing something outside of their family. Our organization even welcomes those that maybe their parents did graduate, but you know their family is full of lawyers, but they want to be a graphic designer. Obviously, the information and resources you need are going to be different. So I'm hoping that that path is being built. So first-generation students after will have this path to go down that will be stronger and amazing after I leave UNLV. I didn't know like there is something like that going on. I think that's really cool. And it helps those students learn like if someone grew up with a family of lawyers and they want to be a graphic design artist, I think it's awesome that they have those utilities and those skills in their mind to be able to deal with everything. And you can tell that UNLV talks about that a lot because I don't know if I'm the only one, but I get a lot of emails about being a first generation student. If you were to walk around campus, you could see a lot of banners and posters about meetings for like first gen students and all these different perks for everybody. And I think that makes it really, really nice just to know that you are recognized for being a first generation student. In general, just being a first generation student makes you a groundbreaker. It shows you, you know, yes, you stand out not only from your family, but you can also stand out from the tons of students over at UNLV, not even just UNLV, at all the colleges across the country. I think just being a first generation student makes you stand out. It makes you different from everybody. Awesome. I loved both of your perspectives on that. And definitely cricket. I will have to say we will definitely shout out your first generation club. We really want to get a lot more students involved in that. And, you know, even just to bring awareness. But as we are wrapping up things today, I want to thank you, Brady and you cricket for being on the show. It was great to have you with us. Uh, For anybody out there listening, you know, both of their 
information will be available if you want to contact them, ask them any questions, whether, you know, it's Brady along the lines of pre-nursing or even cricket along the lines of the first generation club. But that is all we have for you today. I did want to thank you once again for being with us and talking on the podcast. I hope everyone listening to this has a great rest of your day. Here on the UNLV Groundbreakers podcast, we are groundbreaking, paving new ground, and making our mark.